The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Commas Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Today, I'm so excited for this episode with Juliette Whitaker. She just graduated from high school. And as a high schooler, you guys, she ran a 159.80 in the 800 meters. I don't know what this girl is eating for breakfast, but I need to get on board with that. I'm so excited to have you guys join us for this conversation. We're going to get to know Juliet a little bit better, learn what she's eating for breakfast to make her run so fast. She's going to Stanford next year. Big career ahead of her, so stay tuned for today's episode. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Open. Let's talk about Open. Open is a digital mindfulness platform combining breathwork, meditation, and movement. Let me tell you guys right now, this week, especially coming back from New York, it is going to be like one of the most stressful weeks I've had in a really long time. And something that has been saving me every single morning is that five to 20 minute breathwork class that I do right when I get out of bed. It really clears my head and it just gets me ready for the day. It sets the tone. I don't really know what it is about meditation that makes me feel so good for the rest of the day. I need to do some more research about that. And especially with breath work, it just adds another layer to meditation that just makes me feel so good to start the day off. Especially after talking to Emily last week, who also uses Open. I used to use it in my bed, but I think it's definitely been better to get out of my bed and do the breath work classes because it just leaves me feeling so energized and ready to get up and get moving right when I start my day. Open has unlimited live and on-demand breathwork, meditation, yoga, and Pilates classes. It's designed for all levels, which is amazing because I know it can be intimidating to get into a meditation or breathwork routine, but Open makes it so easy and seamless to get started. I usually go for the shorter ones because I'm just now getting into a meditation and breathwork routine that the longer classes make me feel a little overwhelmed. So just doing the five minute classes that Open has has been so helpful to get me to do it every single day. It's so different from all of the other mindfulness apps that I've used, and you need to try it with me. You get 30 days free when you visit withopen.com slash coldbrew. Again, you can join me on Open by going to withopen.com slash coldbrew. The link is in the show notes as per usual. 30 days free. Go try it out. See you all in class. Now let's get into today's episode with Juliet. Julia, welcome to the podcast. I know so many people are excited to have you on um, because you're such a phenomenal star. And I'm excited to pick your brain because I don't know how you're such a good athlete. 
and I need to know the answers. So thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. Well, first to get started, you want to just like intro yourself a little bit, tell us who you are and what you're about. Okay. Yeah. So my name is Juliet Whitaker. Um, I just graduated high school um, in Maryland and I'm an incoming freshman at Stanford University next year. Um, and I run pretty much the 800 and mile mainly. Yeah. So I'm very curious because you just ran a phenomenal 800, but then you also just ran a really fast mile, didn't you too? I saw some, I think on like Sidious or something. What was your time? Uh, 436. Oh my gosh. How is ever how, like, how are you guys so good these days? I don't understand. Like that was so unheard of back in my day. Now that I'm like elderly, I genuinely don't get it. Do you run that 400 at all too? Um, I run it a few times. I think I've only run it like twice. I've done a few four by fours, but yeah. Yeah. I'm sure your coach just like throws you in there. <laughs> I can see that happening very easily. Do you run cross country? Yes. Okay. Do you like cross country? No. <laughs> But you, I'm sure at Stanford, you'll be running cross country as well. As of now, yes, but we'll see. Yeah, see how it goes. Are you good yeah. at cross country? I mean, I went to Foot Locker Nationals. Um, okay, so I didn't yeah. do that great there, but. <laughs> so, okay, yes, you're definitely good at cross country then. Well, that's going to be a little transition then. You got to run a 6K. Yeah, oh gosh, I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> okay, yeah, but Stanford, that's like good though, because the Pac-12, all the races that you run are usually like really um, flat and like grass. Yeah, that definitely excites me more. I definitely have had a lot of hilly courses like in Maryland and just like when we go to like race in New York and stuff. So hopefully they'll be flatter. Maybe, maybe it won't be as bad. <laughs> I, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. I mean, I grew up in California and I mean, I went to Oregon, completely different school, but you run all the same meets basically. And our entire team was basically middle distance runners. And we had a couple 10 K runners in there, but it definitely, uh, living on the West coast and racing on the West coast definitely played into the middle distance cross country vibes. But who knows, maybe the like everything will change and they'll have cross country now be 10K for women as well. <laughs> I would, no, I, I would not be able to survive that. All the middle distance runners are crying and programs <laughs> that have a bunch of middle distance runners like Stanford. Yeah. So. Okay, well, the first question I have is how are you so fast? Like, what is your secret? Do you have any tea to share? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think honestly, a lot of my success, I feel like has come from my swimming background because I actually swam for about seven years before I started running. Um, and so I didn't start running until I was in high school, but I swam up until then. And honestly, like even in middle school, when I was like doing just like our school's like middle school cross country program, it like wasn't that big of a deal, but I wasn't able to like miss swim practice. So I would literally go to swim practice and then just like race the cross country meets. And like, honestly, like I would still do like pretty like good, um, just with like swimming background. So I feel like honestly, that has just helped my like endurance and just like aerobic, um, just like sense of running like so much. Okay. I'm going to, I have so many questions. I also grew up a swimmer and I do think it like really correlates with the running fitness but I feel like it's the special breed of people that can do both because a lot of swimmers can't run and a lot of runners can't swim <laughs> so it is very unique um what like events did you do swimming I was a breaststroker um and as far as like freestyle like I was pretty much like mid-distance I would say which is kind of funny because I'm also mid-distance running um but like I did like the 200 the 500 occasionally 
um and like the 50 occasionally but like mainly the 200 okay oh my gosh that was like me same but I quit when I was like 11 what was okay were you already doing like the double days and everything where you're you have to swim in the morning before going to school and stuff or was it and like did you quit before you got to the point of doing like hours and hours of training in the pool yeah no our like team never had like um practice before school but it was pretty like serious that's like kind of what made me decide to switch over to running because it was just like going into high school like I obviously could not do both um just because like it was just so hard to do like two sports at once um and so like going into high school I was like I want to try out running and if I can't do both then I'd rather just like stop swimming and I was pretty over swimming honestly by that point it was just like so serious and like the only thing that was keeping me in it was like my friends Mm -hmm. and that was like literally it so I was like it's time to I can I can see these people another time like I don't need to be at swim practice dying to see them yeah were you really good at swimming like did you have a future would you say like if you continue could you go to college for it um I would think so I honestly don't know but I think so I wasn't like amazing but I wasn't like horrible I definitely am a better runner let's just say (laughs) yeah that's so interesting there's just not that many people that I meet that have that background so it is I was the exact same way though like already at age 11 I was getting burnt out of swimming and that's a bad sign I mean when I'm 11 years old and I'm like I can't stare at the bottom of the pool anymore and it was the same it was like intense I was going to meets every weekend like travel meets and stuff and probably could have continued doing it. Um, but then like even the college opportunities for swimming are so much less than running. So it's yeah. like, okay, if you're good at running, you can like the hours that you have to train are so much less and yeah. the opportunities are better. So it's like, why would you not choose running? But then my swim exactly. coaches were really pissed because <laughs> they obviously wanted that. Cause that was like club yeah. swimming. I don't know about you, yeah. but mm-hmm. yeah. Were they like mad that you quit? Yeah, they kind of were, especially because I didn't really, like, know if I was going to be good at running, so they were, everyone was kind of just like, like, why are you just, like, making this, like, blind jump into this, like, sport, and, like, like, you know, like, how you are in swimming, like, why would you leave that, but most people were supportive. (laughs) So did you already know that you, like, were kind of good at running, or did, was it just kind of like, I'm just going to run because it's fun? Yeah, it was kind of a mix of both. I, like, a lot my my parents both ran in college and then my two older siblings ran also in high school and then now in college too um so I kind of like knew you know through my family and stuff and like I had done like little like girls on the run 5ks and stuff and like would do like pretty well especially like for not training um so I like knew I could maybe be like okay but I honestly had no idea and I was just like so naive and like new to the sport like it took me so long to like realize how many laps was like a mile and like like I just had no idea like what good times were literally anything yeah so then when did you get good like were you pretty good right when you started training consistently or was it a slow build yeah I mean I feel like because I started with cross country so I don't think like nothing was really like stood out that much but I feel like by the end of freshman year I ran like the 800 at New Balance Nationals and like I PR'd by a lot and ran 205 so I feel like at that point I kind of like you know but I still honestly was like pretty naive and like I didn't even know like what 205 meant like I was just kind of like okay yeah like I ran 205 um so I feel like after that summer like going into um like sophomore year I kind of had a better idea 205 already like right off the bat that's insane what did your coach say was he like oh that was like good or what what was where do you even go from there 
yeah no my coach and my parents were all like very like shocked but also like not surprised because I think they all had a better idea of like how good I could be um more than like myself so like I think I was like the most shocked out of everyone um and they kind of just saw it coming but they were obviously very excited (laughs) yeah were were your siblings like really good as well or was this kind of like a whoa you're the best (laughs) no yeah my siblings were really good too um and my sister honestly like my sister ran runs sprints so we never like race each other or anything like she's two years older than me so right now she's running um at University of Pennsylvania but she runs like the two and the four um so we never like kind of overlapped like distances but no she was always really good and same with my brother okay and then was there any like competition growing up with any of that I mean you didn't run the same events but like there's there has to be little competition with siblings yeah I feel like there's always like a little bit of competition but like honestly even in swimming like we never did the same events because my sister also swam and she she would do like 50 free and then like butterfly so we were like complete opposites in the swim like swimming world too um but I feel like there was still you know obviously little competitions like even though we're not like racing each other we can be like oh like who PR'd by more or like who got more time (laughs) yeah that's funny I think that's that's healthy that's good See, my older sister and I, like, we did the exact same events, and we spent so much time together, like, growing up. I mean, it's just kind of funny, but it was, like, I think at a certain point when we were, like, at some age, we kind of gave up the competition aspect and just kind of accepted how good we both were, but then I think growing up, like, just doing the same events, it can cause a lot of tension, so you're glad that you missed out on the direct competition, but it's always fun, you know, to have a little sibling, um, banter about who's who's better and who's not for sure yeah well okay I want to talk about your uh sub two which is just insane I literally the 800 also for me like I I don't like the 800 I don't know how you guys run that fast for two minutes straight I literally get through one lap and I'm like all right I'm done or like (laughs) I just can't anymore um but you broke two like how how are you feeling about it Yeah, I'm feeling so happy about it. Still, honestly, has not like sunk in, even though it was like, I guess, like two weeks now. But it was just such a surreal feeling. Um, And yeah, I've just been wanting sub two for a pretty long time. And this year has been like pretty hard. And I felt like pretty stuck at some of my time. So to just like PR by that much um, and finally break two was just such an incredible feeling. Yeah. And you won the race against a bunch of pro runners. So that probably felt good as well. A lot of confidence. yes for sure (laughs) you could call that race a big confidence boost that's what I would definitely probably pin it as but what were what were you like thinking about in the race like did you know you know you get through a lap you can kind of tell how it's gonna go did you know that it was the sub two day um I feel like honestly going into the race like I was feeling like pretty confident which usually like I struggle a bit with like confidence um but I don't know for some reason going into this race I had had like a few really good workouts I'm going into it that kind of like showed where my fitness was um so I feel like that kind of helped and like added a bit of confidence and then just like I don't know just the vibes of like the meet were just like really amazing and just like the atmosphere like I don't know it's just a really cool feeling um so I feel like going into it I was like thinking you know maybe it could happen but also you know obviously there's a fine line between thinking I can go sub two and actually doing it. So (laughs) I feel like to finally do it, you know, added a lot more confidence, but I feel like through the first lap, um, I definitely was feeling confident about the time. Definitely did not think I was going to win. 
Um, and honestly, like even when I crossed the line, I hadn't really realized that I won. Um, I was pretty much focused on the time. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I watched the, I didn't watch the race as it was live, but I watched the recap or whatever. You came from like behind and then we're just a big surge, but I guess like placing, I mean, how much does placing really matter at races like that? It really is about time at that point. Wait, did anyone else break two or was it just you? No, there were like, I want to say three of us were under two. I think, yeah, I think three. Oh, so then it was, I need to like watch the replay again. (laughs) I should have watched, yeah, I wish I watched that race live though. I would have been so jazzed. There's something about watching <laughs> someone like run really fast, like just watching an iconic moment like that, that is just so exciting as a viewer. So I can only imagine yeah. what it felt like to actually do it. So <laughs> yeah, what were your thoughts? Sure. You crossed the finish line. I watched your interview with uh, Allie on the run right after the race and you didn't even know that you had broken two, but like how long did it take for you to realize? And then what, what was like your first thoughts? Yeah, I like wasn't sure because you know, like, as I was coming up to the line, like, I was, like, kind of watching out of the corner of my eye, like, the clock, and, like, I was just trying to get to the line as fast as I could, but, like, honestly, like, it was so close to, like, too flat. I was, like, not sure if it was going to be, like, 159 high or, like, too flat low, Um, and then, like, they kind of came up, like, it took a while to come up on the board, Um, so we were all just, like, waiting around, like, trying to see, and I was, like, oh, my gosh, like, that's so nerve-wracking, the nerves don't end, it's, like, you finish the race, you just want to, like, the nerves end, and and then you just have more, somehow. (laughs) Exactly, exactly, yeah, so then when I finally saw it on, like, the screen, like, I just had, like, such, like, a sense of, like, relief, because I was, like, ah, like, I actually did it, you know, Um, and just, like, so much excitement. Oh, my gosh, like, I just can't even imagine accomplishing a goal like that because I've never done anything that impressive in my life. So I'm like, I could just feel though, like the, just the, when you accomplish a goal that's so big, I feel like it just brings so much fulfillment, but how now, like, I mean, you obviously ran a fast mile after that, but how did you reframe? Because that's such a huge accomplishment and you can't like, it's just sad. Like running is so annoying because yes, you can accomplish these huge goals, but then it's like, there's always more, you know? Yeah. So what's next? How are you reframing um, to set some new goals? Yeah, it was definitely pretty hard just to kind of reframe just because I'd had this goal obviously for a while. And so like finally getting it, I kind of had to like, not just like settle and just like be content with that, but then like, you know, want something more. Um, So I feel like it's been nice though, because there are pretty, a lot of like bigger meets that I'm going to. um, So it kind of helps me kind of just like naturally just kind of reframe and focus on those races. So I'm running at Brooks PR um, in Seattle. I'm running the mile there. And then I'm running at U20s in the 800 to try and qualify for Worlds. So that definitely helps me kind of, you know, make more goals for myself, even though I had already achieved, um, you know, probably my biggest goal. But now moving on, um, trying to not just like settle and be content, but kind of, you know, reach for something higher. Yeah, for sure. I saw that you, I don't know, what's the right word? <laughs> Committed isn't the right word. Uh, that you were going to Brooks PR or whatever. And I was like, oh my gosh. Wait, have you been before? Yeah, I actually oh, won last year. Okay, so you already know what's in store. There's such a fun <laughs> meet though. I'm like jealous. Yeah, I'm living vicariously through all the high schoolers these days. <laughs> not that I paid that much attention to high school running, but anytime I see like Brooks PR come up, I'm like, Oh man, they're having such a fun time. <laughs> Though it's probably changed a lot since when I went. Like when I went, it was kind of like all over the place because it just it had just started the year before. And it was oh. like an indoor meet, and half the people were in shape and half the people weren't in shape. I was not in shape, so I got last. But um <laughs> the meet is just so fun in general. So yeah. That's it's a good a experience. Really 
So are you running the mile there or are you running the 800? I'm running the mile there. Um, okay. yeah, and then I'll run the 800 in Eugene. Okay. Are you ready for like a long season? Say you do. So I'm, I'm confused. How do you qualify to worlds? You qualify, you have to get the world standard, which is 159.5, right? Well, so I'm doing U20s worlds. Not, oh, right. Uh, oh, I forgot you're young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, it, they're the same weekend and they're both in Eugene. So it was honestly like, I kind of had to decide, um, you know, like which I wanted to do. Um, and ultimately I just kind of settled with U20 because I, I, you know, I had like the tr- Olympic trials experience last year. So I feel like I got like the experience of racing um, with, you know, all these pro athletes. And I kind of wanted to just like step back and kind of like, enjoy the smaller meets and just like meets that I still can you know that's like since I'm still pretty young and I can you know do U20s and stuff so I kind of just wanted to do that um but basically it's pretty much the same idea the U20s is in Eugene and then top two in each race go on to U20 worlds which is in South America this year when is that um it's early August I think it's like August 1st to August 5th or something like that Okay. Well, <laughs> incentive for you to qualify, then your cross country season will probably be delayed a little bit. So <laughs> true, true. Well then no, they'll just redshirt you and then you can stay another year and do cross country. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think you'll be surprised at how well you do in cross country. Um, but don't even, why am I even bringing that on to the table right now? We're focused on track season, whatever. Um, but that's good. I mean, I feel like you have a very like refreshing perspective on everything. Maybe it's because you, I mean, you just started running in high school. So it's not that, I mean, it obviously you're at like the highest level that you can possibly be at, but even the fact that you're like running you twenties instead of, you know, jumping up to the pro stuff right away, I feel like it is, it's good because I don't know. It's just interesting probably for you navigating as someone that's so good, like making those decisions who like helps you make those decisions? Do you have like a, your high school coach or is it like your parents, college coaches? Yeah, definitely my parents. My dad is actually my coach. Mm. Um, so yeah. So originally when I first went into high school, um, I, you know, had my high school coach with my coach and everything, but then like sophomore year, um, when I qualified for footlocker nationals, like the rest of my team had started indoor track. So my coach was kind of focusing on that and trying to get them started doing that. So my dad came in, like helped, you know, write workouts and stuff and like talk with my coach. Um, And then it just like really worked. So we've just kind of been doing that the rest of the time. So they still like talk over like workouts and everything, but my dad's pretty much the one who writes the workouts and like gives them to me. Um, And he also coaches on my team. He coaches the sprinters and then he coaches the guys school because I go to an all-girls school or I guess I went to an all-girls school I'm graduated, yeah. but <laughs> I'm with high school now yeah <laughs> okay oh my gosh that is that's another layer to this so how is it having your dad coach you yeah it's definitely I love it um I think I have like a dynamic that I wouldn't really get if I had you know some other person coaching um just because like you know obviously you have such like a greater level of like trust I feel like when you know, it's your parents coaching you. And I feel like just also, I'm not like afraid to, you know, like ask questions and like ask, you know, why are we doing this workout today? Or why are we running Tuesday, not Monday or that kind of things like that, that I probably would be like, kind of more nervous to like ask if I just had like another high school coach. So I feel like just having my dad and obviously like he knows if I'm having a bad day or like if something else was happening, like outside of the track um, that kind of, you know, could be influencing and like affecting how I'm running. 
Does it ever get exhausting though? It's like you go home and he's probably, you know, just talking about your training and running and everything. Like, how do you switch from being his daughter to being his athlete? Yeah, I feel like we have a pretty good, um, just like sense of like, you know, when we're at the track, he's my coach. And, you know, when we're off the track, he's my dad kind of just like switching those hats to, you know, obviously not make my life like all running. Cause mm-hmm. you know, obviously running is like a big part of my life, but it's not my whole life. So, um, just kind of, you know, having that just like switching, um, of like dynamics and stuff really helps. Pardon the little intermission here, but we're talking about one of my favorite sponsors of the podcast, Koros. You guys know I've been rocking with my Koros Pace 2 GPS watch. If you follow me on any social media platform, you know I've been loving this watch. I have the white one specifically, and let me tell you, this is one of the most stylish GPS watches I've ever seen. The fit is so nice. It's also really lightweight. I can't even feel it on my wrist when I wear it. So you won't really feel the weight of it when you're running. It literally just fits so perfectly. It's also so easy to use. All you have to do is press two buttons and then you're off and running. And then the app is also really easy to use. After I finish a workout, I just upload it to the app and then it syncs straight to Strava. It's automatic and instant. And I've mentioned it before, but the battery life, you guys, I brought the watch all the way to New York with me. It wasn't even fully charged when I packed it. I didn't even bring my charger because I knew that the battery life would last me that long, at least three days for me. I mean, I definitely last like a week for me without even having to charge it. And that is incredible because other GPS watches I've used, I've had to charge it every single night. There's nothing worse when you're ready to go out for a run and then you check your watch and it's at low battery. But that rarely happens with the Koros because the battery life is so amazing. And they gave me a good deal for you guys. All you have to do is go to Koros.com and use code coldbrew for a free accessory with a watch purchase. So just go add an accessory to the cart, like a band, a charger, or apparel before checking out and apply the code coldbrew and you get that accessory for free with a watch purchase. Like I said, I highly recommend the Koros Pace 2. It's a great watch for runners and it has a lot of options for cross training as well. So the link is in the show notes as per usual, but go to coros.com and use code coldbrew for that free accessory. Now let's get back into today's episode with Juliet. So what does your training look like? That's like, you probably, I can only imagine the amount of DMs that you probably get and people asking like, so, so what is your training plan? But I guess, are you more of like a strength person that we do like mileage and tempo runs and stuff? Are you more, you know, coming from the sprint side of stuff? Yeah, I definitely would say that I'm more um, of like a strength 800 runner. Cause you know, like obviously there are people who run like the four and the eight but I feel like I'm more like on the eight and like 15 slash like mile side. Um, So I feel like I definitely have more like a higher mileage than most people who would do the eight, but also like a lower mileage than people who do like the mile and two miles. So I feel like I'm kind of just like in between. Um, But yeah, I mean, like every week I have, I'll have like a tempo workout, just like mile repeats or things like that. And then like a threshold kind of like one K's or eight hundreds. Um, and then like a speed day, but honestly, like our speed days are not really just like outright speed. They're usually like speed endurance. So we'll be like 500s or like 300s, um, never really shorter than that. So, yeah. Oh man, you're going to be so ready for college already. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of one case that every team that. does. Oh, you're going to love it. It's, it's so fun. But I mean, you're probably already set up. You're going to, oh my God. I just remember when I showed up to college, like my high school training, it was good. I mean, we were, I had like a good team and everything, but I, w- I don't think I was ready for the one case. 
I remember going on one of my visits and the coach was like, what's your least favorite workout? And I was like, uh, probably one case. And I will never forget her face. And I was like, mm, that was the wrong answer. And little did I know I'd be doing one case every single week. So at least you're set up for success there. Yes, true. <laughs> Do you think your dad's going to have a hard time giving up the reins to who, co- what's the coach's name at Stanford now? It's not Milt anymore. Uh, Clark. Coach Clark. Coach Clark. Don't know anything about Coach Clark. But do you think your dad's going to have a hard time, you know, giving them the reins? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I honestly feel like he's probably not. I feel like he, I mean, he's still coaching at my school, so he'll still be, like, coaching. Um, So I feel like he won't really, like, miss that. I feel like he'll still, like, obviously, like, want to know, like, what my workouts were just, like, out of curiosity and stuff. But I feel like he's pretty excited to kind of hand me over um, and just excited to see what I can do under Coach Clark. Yeah. What made you decide on Stanford? Um, it was a lot of, it was definitely a hard process for me. I was like struggling a lot. Um, just like narrowing down just cause I don't know, it was hard to like, think about, you know, what a place that I'm going to love, like for the next four years of my life, you know, like that's such a big amount of time. And just, I don't know, I was feeling very overwhelmed because I was like, how am I supposed to know what 20 year old me <laughs> is going to want? <laughs> it's so insane. But, like that people have to make that decision when they're so young. Like yeah. I literally had no idea. Like, how does anyone have any idea? You really don't know. And you're like, okay, this could work. And then you shoot your shot and see if it works. So, I mean, Stanford though, they've got a good reputation. So, yeah, yeah. I was definitely, I mean, going into it, I definitely wanted a school um, with like a really rigorous, like academic um, side as well as athletic side. So Stanford really checked both of those boxes. Um, And then just like, you know, obviously like so many like teams that I would like Zoom with and talk to would always say like, the biggest thing like or the biggest like choice reason that they chose like a school was like because of the people on the team and really like when I visited Stanford like I just like instantly like fell in love with the team um and just felt like so welcomed and like I just knew it was going to be a place that I was going to be happy yeah well that's good I mean oh my gosh I just can't even imagine being in your position like going off to school that seems so young that's so exciting that's so exciting just like oh my god and all the recruiting visits and stuff wait can you tell me where else you visited or is that like on the DL yeah no um so I took visits at so Stanford UVA um UNC Georgetown (laughs) why am I forgetting oh and Texas A&M and then I had like an unofficial at um UPenn and I think that's it yeah so it was definitely it was a very cool experience just like visiting all these schools but it was definitely very overwhelming especially because like last year obviously because of COVID we weren't able to visit any of the schools so I pretty much did like all of mine this fall um so it was like a lot you know getting into like my senior year of like high school like visiting all these schools and everything but it was definitely so cool yeah oh my gosh that's so exciting did you have like a hard time deciding between like two schools or was it more just like overwhelming with all the visits and stuff? Yeah. Um, it came down to UVA and Stanford and it was definitely pretty hard, um, to kind of decide between the two, but then I ended up taking another visit back to Stanford. Cause when I had actually visited Stanford this summer, or no last summer, um, I went with like a few other recruits, but it was like over the summer. So there, like the team wasn't there and like, there weren't really many people on campus. So, um we went back in the fall just like me and my mom um to kind of like meet the team and everything because um yeah I just really wanted to meet like the people and everything so that kind of is what ultimately kind of you know changed my decision yeah are you ready for the academics um (laughs) 
I'm worried. I'm I'm definitely scared, but I'm also very excited. I'm excited just because I don't know. I feel like there are just so many like cool classes that like I would never have like imagined like learning like these certain subjects just because like at school like especially because my school um it, it was a pretty small school because we're all girls so it was only like like 500 people um and so like there weren't really that many like class options just because if there were there'd only be like two people in every class um so I'm just like so excited for all the options and stuff and just to you know learn more yeah do you know what you're gonna major in yet I am not sure yet. I'm going in undecided. I I don't know. Some people just like know what they want to do right away. And I, that is just not me. But I definitely would love to like stay in the sport. So um, I think right now my like top choice would be a sports psychologist. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that could easily change. You I feel like no one really knows until they end up going and you get like through your first year of classes and then everyone. Yeah not ever no like not everyone changes their mind but a lot of people do change their mind but I mean Stanford is hard like from people that I know that have gone there but I mean the entire team is in the same boat and then I'm sure the coach has like resources and his understanding of people's like schedules and everything so I mean and obviously people have made it through very successfully so I'm sure (laughs) fine. and the fact that you are already like motivated to take on the rigorous academics you're gonna be fine so What are you like, what are you uh, excited for, for college the most, do you think? I think just kind of like a new, like start, like a new beginning, Um, especially just like, I'm definitely scared to move across the country. Um, Just like, you know, going so far from home, but also just like so excited Um, just because like, I don't know when else I would have like ever like had the opportunity to like go and like live in California. So, you know, college was like just a perfect option to kind of um you know go and kind of just explore and yeah just kind of have like a new start and I think also just like the team atmosphere is really exciting me just because like in high school we had like a team um but I like pretty much went to like a lot of my meets that were out of state like alone um so it was definitely pretty hard so I'm excited you know just to kind of have like such a great team to like travel and go to meets with and train with and everything so yeah yeah oh my gosh that's so exciting you're gonna love it I mean the team atmosphere of college is unlike anything else that you'll ever experience in your entire life you spend so much time with these people and you just see people's highs like the highest of highs and the lowest of lows that it like creates an unbreakable bond between them between like everyone on the team it's it I'm so excited for you you're gonna have such a good time do you have any I mean like moving across the country yeah is daunting but you're gonna be so like busy yeah with everything I'm sure like you know everyone gets a little homesick every once in a while, but I'm sure you'll be fine. And then do you have any other like worries, I guess, about college? Not really. I feel like just, yeah, moving across the country is probably the biggest one. What is like your coaches, coach Clark, what has he said about your success and everything? Has he, is he like really excited for you to join the team? Have you talked anything about like redshirting or doing anything yet? Um, no, we haven't really talked about any of that yet. Um, he's definitely has been like so supportive and just like excited. Um, and like, will always like be one of the first people to text me like after my races and stuff. Um, yeah, I think he's just really excited to see like my potential and what I can do. Um, and yeah, so am I. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have like nerves about, I don't know, other people's expectations or I don't know, your own expectations of yourself going into like a completely new program and training and location and everything? Yeah, I feel like um, it's definitely going to be like a big adjustment, especially like 
when I, like how, how I'm training right now, like it's pretty just like pretty much just like me and my dad, like one-on-one kind of thing. Um, so I've never like quote unquote, like had to really share any like attention or anything. Like it's always been like kind of all eyes on me, like everything focused on me. Um, so I feel like going to college, it'll definitely be like a big switch, just like being with such a big team and like, you know, obviously coach Clark, like I'm not his only athlete. So he'll kind of, you know, obviously have to focus on other people. Um, so I feel like that will kind of be like a big switch, but I feel like also just training with so many other people will just be such an amazing, like kind of opportunity. Um, especially like, like Roisin, like obviously like she's running amazing in the 800 too. So just like both of us, um, you know, like specifically 800 training is just going to be such a cool experience to have. Yeah. I mean, you seem like you have a good head on your shoulders for someone that's so good. So I'm sure you'll be able to tackle freshman year with, I don't know about ease, but you know, you'll, you'll do well. I can, I can sense it. I can feel it. So I'm excited <laughs> to watch you. how college goes and everything. That's fun. <laughs> Brief little intermission here to talk about one of my all-time favorite sponsors of the podcast, Gooder. Gooder makes $25 active sunglasses for anyone. They're lightweight, comfortable. They don't move when you run and they're all for only 25 bucks. No slip, no bounce, all polarized and all fun. They also recently came out with some of my favorite sunglasses of all time for only 45 bucks. They are the Wrap G's. You may have seen them if you follow me on Instagram or anything. They're the big sunglasses. I did a reel of them and on TikTok as well. They are seriously my favorite sunglasses ever. They have names like $9 pour over and influencers pay double and the Wrap G's. One of them is called Savable Ride a Rodeo Clown. I still don't know what a rodeo clown is, but you know, the sunglasses are amazing, so I don't even care to figure it out. And I know you will find a pair that speaks to you. Like I said, I wear my Gooder sunglasses every single time I go out for a workout. Today I'm going cycling and I am definitely going to be wearing my Rap G's, specifically the I do my own stunts model. So highly recommend you go check it out. They're also a perfect gift. So if you need a gift idea for someone that likes to run, cycle, or just wants a pair of fashionable, affordable sunglasses, get them a pair and get yourself a pair of Gooders as well, because you deserve it. Go to Gooder.com, that's G-O-O-D-R.com, and get 15% off your entire order when you use code COLDBREW at checkout. All orders over 50 bucks get free shipping in the US. That's 15% off with code COLDBREW at www.goodr.com. Look good, run gooder. Now let's get back into today's episode. Um. Okay, well, do you have any other like hobbies that you like to do? I That's like my favorite question to ask, especially because like now you're going to Stanford and you're running. Like, do you have any other hobbies that you're gonna have to fit into your schedule? Not really, honestly. I wish I had more time to do other stuff. It's just so hard to fit like other things in, but I do like to read... I, I just like being outside, honestly, just like going on a hike or even just like sitting, you know, in the backyard or something. Um, and I like to cook and bake. I'm not really the best, but I'd love to like learn more um, and just like be able to cook and bake more things. Yeah. I'm not really good at cooking or baking either, but you know, it's fun to do every once in a while. <laughs> to test, test yourself and, you know, try out different things. College though is like the, the best time to do it though. Cause then you're like, you know, your, your parents aren't really cooking for you anymore. Well, actually yeah. you probably live in the dorms because Stanford's different than Oregon yeah. was. Like I had my own um, kitchen and everything from freshman year. So it just, I got thrown into the like abyss of just learning how to cook, yeah. but you've got a couple of years, you'll figure it out. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a fun time. 
Well, do you have any like goals, I guess, for NCAA running or just any like running career goals in general? I mean, I definitely would love to make nationals, um, specifically track um, nationals, like either in the 800 or the 15. Um, And hopefully by the time I'm done at Stanford, I hope to have at least one, you know, national champion, Um, whether it's team or individual. I I would love a team, um, you know, championship like so much like that. Just be so cool. Um, But I guess like farther down the road, I would love to go pro at some point um and yeah I mean we'll see what happens then (laughs) yeah do you have any like pro opportunities right now because I mean you already have beaten a lot of pros and running (laughs) under two like there's that's what pros do you know really good ones so have people (laughs) approached you about going pro or is it just kind of like everyone knows you're going to Stanford yeah no no one has really approached me a lot of people have asked like if I would ever think about it but my answer has always kind of been no um so yeah I think most people just kind of know that I'm planning planning on going to college yeah I think you'll I mean you'll really enjoy the college experience and because you're pretty new to running that that I feel like that makes sense to just compound more years and then who knows maybe you'll get amazing in college and then you'll have more pro opportunities like before you even have to graduate or well, you'll probably graduate, but you never know what happens long-term, but that's cool. I mean, you're setting yourself up for success. So I'm sure a lot of people are excited to watch how it goes long-term and stuff because I don't know, everyone's, I'm interested in hearing your take because high schoolers these days are so good. What do you think makes everyone so good? Like what, I guess you don't have any like reference, like you were running when I was like back running in high school but yeah. like what how is everyone so good you think yeah I don't know it's definitely insane especially just like I feel like these past like two years I feel like ever since like COVID like the times have just been like insane like the amount of times that like people have broken like national records or even just like rewrote like the top 10 list has been like absolutely like insane and I don't know, I feel like it's just kind of like the momentum of everyone like excelling just like inspires and motivates everyone else to excel too. Um, like even just like in the 800 myself, like running against people like Roisin Willis and like Sophia Gorion, like when they like excel and like when they ran too flat like this past winter, like that definitely just like inspired and motivated me so much. So I feel like just kind of that like even when you're not in the same race just like seeing every all the other high school athletes you know really just doing so well it just has kind of motivated everyone else to do well too yeah I feel like the bar is just set so high now yeah I'm like where's it gonna go from here high schools are gonna start running 155 like I feel like that's where it's trending yeah all I know is I'm glad I'm not in high school right now I would be out the back of every race so (laughs) do you have any like rivals in the high school scene Oh, not really. I don't think so. Yeah. You're just going, I mean, you're just, you're probably everyone else's rival. No. <laughs> you're setting the bar now. So I don't even know why I asked that question. Do you have any like role models of people that you look to? I mean, you have those two ladies, but anyone, I guess that's like, I don't know, in the pro scene or anything? Yeah, um, definitely, you know, like Ajay Wilson, um, a thing, um, but also Heather McLean. I like really have loved like like learning especially since last year like her making the olympics i just like have learned a lot about like her story um and it's just so inspiring um yeah i, I don't know i'm kind of just inspired by like all pro athletes oh and allison felix um yeah. definitely just like everything that she's done and 
you know, kind of gone through and overcome. Yeah, there's so many good stories and so many like inspiring people in this world. It's so easy to find inspiration from someone else. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why people, there's just not that many like actual rivalries of people like talking bad exactly. about each other or just like yeah. beef or anything because everyone just respects everyone else <laughs> and everyone knows each other's story because the running world is so small yeah. that maybe that's why but yeah no that's definitely what like one of the things I love most about running just like the community and just yeah like even like obviously I'm racing like those two worlds that I mentioned earlier like I'm racing them all the time and like um it like in an other sports it would probably be like called a rival but I think we all just like have such like a shared like understanding of like you know, how much work it really, like, takes to get to these, like, times and stuff, and so we just kind of, like, share in that, like, respect for each other, um, and just, like, respect of ourselves, and, like, what we've gone through to get here. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Okay, well, we have a lot of listener questions, because I'm sure I have, like, a younger demographic, so there's probably a lot of people in high school that are, like, please help me get faster, but (laughs) I'm not going to really ask you questions about that, because that's not you can't even answer that question in the podcast okay um what is the hardest workout that you've ever done (laughs) that's such a hard question or like your least favorite workout yeah I mean my least favorite workouts are honestly probably 1k repeats it's like yeah I don't know the fact that they're just like like the times that like my dad has me do them at like they're always like thresholds so like they're hard but then like not a lot of rest and like a lot of them it's just yeah a lot but I feel like honestly this past year like the hardest workout that I did um I did like two 600s at 126 with like 10 minutes rest um that's like what I did going into my sub two minute um that literally makes me want to throw up that really does <laughs> what wait but, like, what? Honestly, how is that even possible <laughs> I don't know I honestly like those type of workouts more because like 600 like it's not that long and I'm only doing two like I love when it's like only two or like when it starts no. getting, like <laughs> six or like eight reps like that's when my mentality like I just struggle a lot because I'm like what like I'm only halfway so like only doing two like I don't know it goes by so fast okay I agree with that I definitely see your perspective on that you know you only got two reps and you got to think a lot more when you're actually doing the long workouts, like your brain just has to, you have to motivate yourself more yes. over and over and over again. Exactly. But I'm curious, how do you mentally prepare to run two 600s at 127? Like how, like, because I would literally be dying all morning long. I wouldn't be able to get anything done. I would just be like, just a ball of nerves. And I don't really get that nervous, but to do that, I would literally not be able to like stomach food. I would have issues. Well, I actually didn't know that was a workout until literally we started the workout. Oh my I, God, that's even worse. I, that's even worse than you can't even mentally prepare. I know. I honestly is better because probably if I had known, I would have like worked myself up so much the whole day, like going into it and like would have been so nervous. But honestly, like I had like done the warm up and did my drills and everything. And then I was like, okay, what's the workout? And then he was like two 600s and we started. Oh my gosh. You didn't even have it before the warm up no no okay you are built different because I would definitely I mean I agree with that though too like I, I wouldn't want to know that because I wouldn't be able to yeah. sleep if I like knew that the night before I literally wouldn't sleep so exactly. yeah it's better just rip the band-aid off you know right when you're about to start but also so whew, you were spiked up though I'm sure right like you had yes okay yeah, yeah yeah I was like you're not doing that in trainers or flats no oh man <laughs> you're built different I like literally I can't ew 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 that's so fast I can't um 
<laughs> I need to move on. I'm getting overwhelmed. Have you had like any setbacks yet? Like, have you been injured at all or anything? Yeah, I think this, up until this year, I feel like I had like pretty smooth um, kind of like seasons, not a lot of injuries. Um, but this year I did have a stress fracture in my foot. Um, and so I was out for like, I can't remember. Now. I, I think it was either four, it was four to six weeks. Um, so a pretty long time. And it was like right at the start of um, indoor track. So I was pretty bummed because there were a lot of races that I was like signed up for and had to end up like you know, pulling out, but that was like when I was very thankful for my swimming background because I was able to just like swim a ton. So I honestly feel like it was honestly just like a great time to just kind of like, I could obviously still keep up my fitness and stuff, but I also kind of was able to kind of take a step back um, away from running and kind of just like relax and refresh because I'd pretty much been going pretty hard um, just like from cross country up until like national, like cross country nationals. Um, and so I kind of just needed like a time to just relax and take a step away. So I feel like it kind of came at a good time. Um, but definitely it was hard to see that during it. Um, but yeah, and then I actually did get COVID this winter, um, right after like indoor nationals. So that was a pretty hard setback to just kind of having to stay out and then like ease back into it pretty slowly just to be careful and stuff. But yeah, knock on wood, hopefully my seasons go smooth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like the, the, a stress fracture is never a blessing, but I think you will be happy that you took the break when you did, especially if your season goes all the way to August, because you'll probably be feeling a lot better rather than like just jumping right into indoors and then racing. So exactly. yeah. always looking at the positives, yes. but it is good to have the swimming background and in college, you know, if you do get injured, it's always nice to, you know, have that to fall back on. Um, cause I know a lot of people have like have issues with cross training cause they don't know how to cross train, but swimming, you know, you can always fall back on it, even though it's not the most exciting thing. At least, you yeah. know, you can go rip some one twenties in the lane and do 2100s for a workout. <laughs> you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, some more listener questions. 
What is your favorite Shrek movie? I don't even know. <laughs> I guess the first one. I don't really remember all the different ones. Okay, Nikki Hills asked that question. I thought maybe you guys had some sort of, you know, inside joke considering that you raced together the other week, but we can disregard that because I don't think we've ever talked about Shrek before. <laughs> okay, disregarding the question. Sorry, Nikki. Um, do you have any pre-race rituals? Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, other than like the same meals, like I usually have pretty much the same thing. Like always the night before I'll have like pasta and then some sort of protein. And then um, the morning of I'll usually have like peanut butter and banana toast. Um, and like lunch, I'll have like a turkey sandwich. So pretty much like the meal is always the same. Nothing really exciting, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. That's literally the most standard like runner pre-race diet ever. <laughs> But, you know, I'm the same way, but swap the toast for oatmeal, of course. Um, what is your favorite running shoe? Um, right now I'm training in the Nike Pegasus, I think okay. it's called. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not really like that picky. I kind of just, most shoes work for me. So, um, yeah, it's kind of just whatever I'm running in at the time. <laughs> yeah. Whatever's put in front of you, you put it on your foot and yeah. go for a run. <laughs> exactly what uh do you have any favorite like spikes um I'm running in the oh I'm so bad at these names they're the green <laughs> Nike ones a lot of people have them I don't know if they're the I forget dragonflies maybe that sounds right I don't know I'm not a shoe nerd either like I know the Pegasus and I know okay. the Invincibles because that's what I wear running but spikes okay. don't yeah. ask me the name of them yeah. like you said the green ones sure yeah yeah the green ones I don't know <laughs> I would I would assume it's the dragonflies just because everyone yeah, loves I, the dragonflies I need to try them not that I ever need to lace up my spikes within the next three years at least but I wanted to see what they feel like on my foot I have yet to try them so I'm gonna have to somehow finesse a pair but yeah we'll um uh, what is your favorite food oh that is so hard I don't know probably pasta probably pasta just because I don't know I feel like you go in like so many different directions and like I don't know I feel like I want to get sick of it because you could really like change it up like every day um to something else (laughs) yeah do you have like a go-to pasta order I usually like penne vodka with like grilled chicken but at home when I'm making pasta I like just like pasta with like pesto chicken I think is like so good it's really simple but it's so so good. good yeah <laughs> I'm like I need to eat lunch and I want pesto pasta right now I just had some when I was in New York and it was so good I yeah. don't really love pasta like I don't it's not my go-to food but oh, I really? think New York just reinvigorated my love for it because now I'm literally craving pesto pasta and add some chicken <laughs> onto it because I need more protein in my day yeah that sounds fire um oh here's one okay this is like my one last real question okay. um do you have anything that you could like work on as an athlete is there anything that you like as a weakness you would say yeah I mean I think just like building up like my mentality I feel like is something that I always kind of need to improve on um I don't know I just find it like so easy like in a race or even just like a workout like when it starts to hurt sometimes I just kind of like my brain just like shuts off and I just kind of kind of give up like kind of um but (laughs) I feel like (laughs) that sounds so bad (laughs) Oh, I mean, everyone knows what you're talking about. Like, kind of get, kind of, that just sounds so pathetic when you say it out loud. You're like, I just, my brain shuts off and I like, just kind of give up. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I've definitely like improved a lot um, since like freshman year me. Um, but obviously like still have a far way to go. And I think also just kind of when I'm, I, I tend to get very like worked up and like nervous, um, just like with people that I'm racing, like sometimes I'll just like get so caught in like who the field is and like, um, you know, like what they've done in the past that I kind of forget to just kind of focus on me, um, and just like what I can do. Um, so I, I, again, also have improved a lot in that, but still have a long way to go. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're so young, like to the sport, I'm sure, you know, you'll keep seeing improvements. Also, you're so (laughs) humble, like for how good you are. I mean, I feel like most runners are humble, but you're like, especially humble. So that's a good thing. Thank you. I got a lot of people saying that too. She's like, how is she so humble? I'm like, how do you even ask a question like that? Literally like what, how do I even phrase that? And how does someone answer that without being like, how does a humble person answer that question? That's not, that's, you can't. All right. Well, I usually ask like advice to younger self, but you are already so young that I'm going to, I'm going to reframe it this time. Do you have any advice to like your future self of something that you always want to remember as like running gets more intense? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like just kind of, I always want to remember like my love for the sport, like regardless of, you know, times that I reach or like achievements um, that I get and like awards and stuff. I, you know, I just always want to remember like why I got started in the sport, like before I ever knew, um, you know, what I could be um, and just kind of like keep that love for the sport um, and like enjoyment. Cause you know, the minute that it stops becoming like something that I love to do, you know, like I'm never really going to improve. Um, so yeah. I love that. Just make sure to clip this episode and just, you know, keep it with you five years from now and you'll be like, Oh, so wholesome. (laughs) Um, well, thank you for joining me today. It's been very insightful. And because I really didn't know that much about you. And I always, this is why I love my podcast. Cause I'm like, what other times can I sit down with someone that I've never met in my life and just, you know, pester them for an hour. So I appreciate you (laughs) coming on and joining us. Yeah, thank you. I definitely when I when I saw your message um, on Instagram, I was definitely like fangirling. I was like, oh my gosh, no way. <laughs> I listen to this podcast all the time. I literally listen to it on like every easy run I have. So oh my gosh, now I'm so fangirling. Long. I'm literally <laughs> fangirling. Okay, well, where can people follow you? What what do you want to plug? Yeah, I'll plug my Instagram. I think it's jwhitaker22. Yeah, okay, I think sweet. the link is in the show notes as per usual. So everyone go check check her out um well thanks for joining us the last thing i have everyone say is (laughs) peace out fellas so um to close out the episode can we get a good old peace out fellas of course peace out fellas thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of commas over cold brew i hope you enjoyed it it was really fun getting to know juliette a little bit better she is an incredible athlete so i'm excited to watch her career and how it goes on and i'm sure you guys are as well don't forget to rate and review on apple podcasts like i say in every episode it seriously means the world to me to read your guys's reviews and it's a free way to support the podcast follow us on instagram at combos over cold brew pod to be up to date and to submit listener questions thank you all so much for listening and i will catch you all next week peace out fellas without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done.